Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. What's up, know-it-alls? You got stuff you don't need to know. I'm Jay. Let's get down to it. So it's been only about a month since I've talked about Star Wars, so I figure, why not talk about Star Wars again? And of course, if I'm going to talk about Star Wars, I need to bring in an expert. So the uh, Grandmaster of the Jedi Archives is with me today. My daughter Cassie is here. Cassie, you ready to talk some Star Wars? Yep. So what we're going to do today is uh, we're going to try to come up with a definitive top eight lightsaber duels so i made my top eight cassie made her top eight but before we get into it cassie what are some of the criteria that you looked at in determining what makes a good lightsaber battle i think um emotional stakes emotional stakes definitely um after the fight after the fight i'm counting after the fight as a part of the fight what happens after and just the overall like fight choreography the cool factor because I feel like the emotion becomes, the emotion is 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 it it it's 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 it it, it it peaks in the beginning, it's sprinkled throughout, and then it peaks again in the end. So I want that nice like you know uneven suspension bridge of emotion throughout the fight. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I kind of looked at some of the same things, and I mean the way I kind of looked at it is is if you remove. All the dialogue. And in some of these battles, there there are dialogue. And for the most part, there really isn't. If you remove it and you show this to somebody who's not a Star Wars fan, can this duel tell them a story? Uh, that's kind of the way I looked at it. Because I, I feel some of these battles kind of have a story in it played out over the battle. And, of course, the cool factor uh, as well. Alrighty, So we're going to start with our number eights. Cassie, what is your number eight? My number eight? This one, a lot of people might not even put on a top eight list it is kit fisto versus general grievous and this is from the clone uh, wars cartoon that's from the clone wars cartoon why did you pick this one i picked it because uh it's at my number eight because the emotion is not that strong like um kit fisto's um for yes kit Kit fisto's former padawan was killed by general grievous Mm -hmm. earlier in the episode so kit fisto kind of has to avenge him and get out of there so what happens is is that they square off, they fight, but what's interesting about it is the way that Kit Fisto fights. Because Kit Fisto uses the style, I don't know the numbers, but he uses the style of lightsaber fighting, which is primarily deflection. So it's not quite defensive like Obi-Wan, but it's mostly deflection. So when you see Kit Fisto fight General Grievous, he's not really blocking blows like Obi-Wan is and redirecting them or being aggressive like Anakin, he is simply deflecting off with his lightsabers, General Grievous's multiple arms. Okay. All right. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. And I think, um, like, the emotional resolution, I think, is good because Kit Fisto obviously does not kill General Grievous, but he does retrieve his former Padawan's lightsaber. So I feel that's a nice way to kind of end off the fight. That Kit Fisto's like, yes, I beat you, and I avenged my Padawan in the best way I could have. Uh, it's definitely, yeah. I mean, I, I think what's great about that one is we we never really get to see Kit Fisto uh, in the movies. We never really get to see him, him battle uh, with a lightsaber. So it's really good to see him do that here. My number eight 
is from The Last Jedi, and it's Rey and Kylo Ren versus the Praetorian Guard in Snoke's throne room. Um, I'm going to be honest. A big reason I put this as my number eight is really mostly for the cool factor. Uh, I just think... Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know. What would you call those those last three movies? They're not sequels. They're sequels. Sequels. Okay. Because <laughs> you have the originals, you have the prequels, so these are the sequels. I think uh, the sequels really lack very good lightsaber combat in general. Would you agree, disagree? Yeah, especially episode nine. Like, episode eight at least looked cool with, like, they're in the forest and the different colors are bouncing off the trees. It looked cool color-wise, but then episode nine really had nothing going on. Yeah, and even even episode seven. Oh, that's what I meant with the, yep. Yeah, okay, no, I, I got you. Yeah, no, and episode nine, there's just really nothing going on there. I think if anything, uh, Last Jedi, which was the best movie of the sequels, I think had some of the best lightsaber combat. And and again, I'm putting this one in here really for the cool factor. Um, just to see Rey and Kylo Ren really going off against a group of you know elite Praetorian guards. Uh, with it starting off with them battling over Luke's lightsaber. Um, you know, Kylo Ren using the Force to actually activate the lightsaber to slice Snoke in half. And then they take the guards apart. Um Story-wise, drama-wise, I, I, I think it lacks a little bit. There's really not much there. Honestly, this is probably going to really be my only, like, cool factor um, pick. So, I'm going to be honest. If we were to make a list, uh, I would probably go with your number eight. Um, just because, yeah, it definitely does tell a much better story than mine. Number seven, what's yours? My number seven is Pong Krell versus the Clones. Now, it's not necessarily... A lightsaber fight because only one side has lightsabers but I think it's really cool because you never because yes in um, the originals you kind of see like Luke deflect some blaster bolts a few times sure and in the Clone Wars it's mostly Jedi fighting droids but you never see a Jedi fight an organic warrior very rarely do you see that very true you'll see a never mind but then like <laughs> um you never really see it, and especially against an army, because Jedi, you know, they're kind of like a one-man army supposed to be. But um, so you kind of see Pong Krell going off against the clones, and it starts off. Um, the clones realized that the Separatists were not disguising themselves as clones, and that the clones were in fact killing each other. And the only way this could have been ordered was if Krell ordered it. So the clones know that Krell is a traitor, but Krell is able to escape the compound that they are hiding in, and he goes into the Umbaran jungle which is really dark, and the clones cannot find him. They can barely see the glow of his lightsabers. So what it is, it's Krell going through. He's using... He's cutting them down one by one, using the Force to trick them. And really how the clones win is through their... is through why they were made. Their superior tactics, their superior intellect. So what they do is that they work together to lure Krell over those like little mini Sarlacc things, and that's how they defeat him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I mean, this is definitely, and when I was putting together my list, there was uh, another battle that wasn't necessarily between two Jedi or Force users or anything, and I think it is on your list, and I kind of went back and forth with it, but no, this is definitely, I would definitely consider this a lightsaber battle. Uh, my number seven is Ahsoka Tano versus the fifth brother and the seventh sister, who we suspect that the seventh sister <laughs> is Baris. It's Barisophy. It has to be Barisophy. It's never been confirmed, but the evidence all points in that direction. This is this, of course, is from uh, the series Rebels. 
Uh, okay, first of all, I mean, when I first saw this, when I actually, when, when, when the, um, these Inquisitors, you know, the sisters, the brothers, when they came out with their spinning lightsabers, yeah, I was not a big fan of it. Seeing them fight with it now, like watching it again and actually um, playing, you know, the game Fallen Order and seeing the spinning lightsaber, you know, in effect, I think it definitely adds a lot to it. But there's a lot of tension in this scene because it really starts off with um, Kane. With Kanan. I, I don't know why I was blanking on his name. With, with Kanan, uh, you know, really trying to hold off uh, the fifth brother and the seventh sister. Um, they're trying to really, you know, the, the rebels are really trying to retreat out of there. And Ahsoka pretty much steps up and she takes she takes these two Inquisitors on actually quite easily. Uh, she easily dispatches the fifth brother and pulls a very interesting move against the seventh sister who, and again, all evidence points that this is Barriss. Barissa and Ahsoka were friends in the Oh, Clone yeah, Wars. they were friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, I mean, that's what some people would say is, well, you know, if they were such good friends, you know, why didn't they recognize each other here? Time has gone on. Resentment, you know, whatever, whatever mind trickery happens to make you become an Inquisitor. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I mean, true, the animation style between Clone Wars and Rebels is different. But you could clearly see, you know, if if the seventh sister is indeed Barriss, there's definitely been some physical changes to her as well. And I think the, the the changes, you know, the process that that she would have went through to become the seventh sister would have changed her, I guess, image in the Force. So even if Ahsoka tried to detect her in the Force, she probably really wouldn't recognize her. And and go ahead. When the seventh sister is first introduced, when she um, interrogates Ezra, the first question she asks Ezra is not where are the rebels, is do you know about Ahsoka Tano? Yeah, and I mean, why, why? Why Why, why would that question be asked? Um, but like I said, you know, she, Ahsoka easily dispatches the fifth brother, and she pulls, I think it's just what's just an awesome move on the seventh sister, where she basically shuts her lightsabers off, sits like in a lotus position like she's going to meditate the seventh sister is like i got this goes in she catches the lightsaber and and i've watched it she through the force actually turns off her lightsaber and easily disarms her the other thing that i like is is when this battle is raging on kanan is like saying we have to go back and help ahsoka ezra's like nope nope she's got it don't worry about it yeah again they cut back and he's like we really need to go back and get ahsoka and ezra says don't worry, if I know Ahsoka, she'll meet us there. Like, we need to take off and she'll meet us there. And yeah. that's exactly what happens is after she disarms the seventh sister, um, I was about to say clones, uh, troopers, uh, stormtroopers show up and they think like, okay, we got you now. But she sees, you know, she sees uh, the shuttle taking off and just like Ezra predicted, she she leaps, uh, she pretty much leaps up into it and makes her getaway. Um, I just think this is some of the coolest fighting I've ever seen. And given the fact that, in my opinion, this is two former friends fighting, I think there's a pretty good story there. So that's pretty tough. I think both of these are really, really yeah. good choices. Uh, we're, we're just going to say it's a tied seven. It's a tie, yeah. Uh, do you want to give your number six? you want me to give my yeah. number six? All right, my, what's your number six? My number six is kind of cheating because it's not the actual fight you see in the movies. It's everybody's seen this online. It's the recut of the episode for Darth Vader versus Obi Wan. 
I mean, this is this is cool. And when you told me you put this on the list, I I, I was like, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um, what 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 was it about it that um, made you put it on the list? I I recently watched episode four with a friend who had never seen it before. Mm-hmm. And she, the whole movie, she's just like, when is Obi-Wan going to fight Darth Vader? When is Obi-Wan going to fight Darth Vader? So she's really hyping up this fight. And I knew how the fight went. Yes. And I wanted to see how she would react. And when she saw it, she was very disappointed. Mm-hmm. So, and especially when Obi-Wan made his sacrifice, she was very confused. Because she said, Obi-Wan just could have run in the opposite direction. Yes. there Because like when you watch it, it doesn't really look like... Anybody has the upper ground. It looks like they're just kind of swinging their sticks back and forth. <laughs> but true. in the recut, you can see that Darth Vader has the upper hand over Obi-Wan throughout the fight. Obi-Wan is struggling to stay in the fight. Not from lack of skill, but just simply that Obi-Wan is much older than he was when they first fought back on Mustafar. Yes. So you can see when Obi-Wan does make his sacrifice, it's not confusing. It's very clear that Obi-Wan has no way out of this, and that's his only option to save Luke and to save the galaxy. Yeah, and, and definitely, you know, if, if you haven't seen this online, I would definitely go and check it out. It is a really good recut. They leave in the dialogue, and a lot of the... Uh, they leave in a good amount of scenes from, from the original film. Uh, it's intercut with, obviously, stunt people or, or actors, and it's done very well. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I find it a very convincing fight and yes, it's like a fan film, but I've seen some good fan film, like lightsaber battles of, you know, people just not really taking care, like just making their own characters and engaging in some really cool battles. So yeah, absolutely. My number six, uh, is also involved, also involves Obi-Wan. And it's Obi-Wan versus General Grievous from um, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, this, to me, this was a battle, especially when you watch the Clone Wars, you know this is a battle that's coming. You, you know that the, these two are going to face off. And especially when the Jedi Council dispatches uh, Obi-Wan to, you know, we, we learn where General Grievous is located. He's sent there to take care of it. And the fact that, you know, I think this, is this the birth of the, uh, of the, uh, the pose? There. Well, it's the birth of Hello There, and it's the birth of the pose. The Sorsu pose, yeah, where yeah. He, with the number two. <laughs> I used to do that all the time as a kid. I mean, it's, it's carried over, and I don't want to say where, because I think it's going to be coming up pretty soon. But it's definitely carried over from there. And what I love about this fight is, you know, General Grievous, of course, is like, you know, he's like, I've been trained in your Jedi arts by Count Dooku. He, he pulls out the four lightsabers. And Obi-Wan looks as calm as anything. Like, this this is no big deal to him. He's not worried in the least. Um, talking about lightsaber styles. So, Obi-Wan is a practitioner. Well, now he's a practitioner of style three. When we talk about some other lightsaber duels that Obi-Wan was involved in, you know, he, he used to actually practice a different style. Style three is a is almost like a pure defensive style. Um, a lot of Jedi at that time period were using it because they're going up against the droid armies. It's great for deflecting blasters. And when you're in a duel, what's great about it is it's parry, 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 look for your opening. And you could really see Obi-Wan doing that. Uh, where he parries and then very easily begins one by one cutting off Grievous's arms. And I think 
because this battle takes place really over a wide scale, he has to chase him down. Uh, they have a final showdown. And the fact that it really ends with him using a blaster. Yeah. Obi-Wan betrays his morals. <laughs> but he had to get the job done. Yeah. And, you know, still, he's like, you know, a rather clumsy weapon. I mean, I, I just think this is this is an excellent fight. It's, it's really cool. I think it tells a good story. And especially watching it now after watching the Clone Wars saga... I think there's because there is definitely tension, you know, yeah. there there is tension between the two characters and that's one of the reasons why I love the Clone Wars. Uh alrighty. What what do you think for the number six? <laughs> I think see, I think Darth Vader versus Obi Wan. I do like the recut of it. Yeah. Because, I do I, Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Because I think with the emotion in Obi Wan versus General Grievous, it's more humorous, it's more meme y yeah, than yeah. Because everybody knows hello there. Everybody knows like when he pulls out his arms. And people have edited him with like millions of arms. <laughs> but then like it's just like they're at the Clone Wars. General Grievous has never really done anything to Obi Wan, unlike some other villains of his. Yes, General Grievous is always an annoyance. Like Obi Wan had to fill out extra paperwork at the Jedi Temple because General Grievous got away again. <laughs> so it's more of an annoyance rather than this is like a blood feud. Yeah, and I definitely think that um, even even without like the 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 edit or or you know this I don't want to say reshoot the story and and the drama between uh, Obi Wan and Darth Vader is is definitely uh, I think that that'll win the day there. Alrighty. Number five. My number five is, get ready, you're going to see a similar character coming up in my next three, is Ahsoka versus Maul. Okay. That, I mean, I I actually am kicking myself for not putting this on my list. This is obviously from the, the, the final season of The Clone Wars, so go ahead. I think, I think, yes, the fight does look very cool when they start off in... The Mandalorian Palace, and then it kind of looks like the end of Duel of the Fates, and then they go up into the scaffolding, and Darth Maul just keeps disarming Ahsoka. But I think really, this is kind of because everybody. I think um, if you haven't heard that, Dave Filoni kind of described the original Duel of the Fates as important because they're fighting over Anakin's fate. Yes. If Qui Gon's able to come out on top, Anakin will turn out okay, but he doesn't. Now, this, I feel like, is a second duel of the fates, but it's fruitless. Because by the time Ahsoka is fighting for Anakin's soul, he's already lost. Yes. So Ahsoka's fighting so hard for her best friend and mentor, not knowing that he's already gone. And I think that's what makes it tragic. Because she's fighting not only for her life, but for his life. But in the end, it meant nothing. Yeah, and I, and I think what's great about this particular one is the fact that it came out after Revenge of the Sith... And when you watch, and again, I'll just, well, I really shouldn't have to say spoilers, but we, we talked about it when we talked about the final season of The Clone Wars. This particular, this last story arc coincides with, with Revenge of the Sith. And so, yeah, like Cassie said, as they're battling, yes, she's pretty much battling, they're battling for the fate of Anakin, but at that point, it's, it's, it's a foregone conclusion, so... Yeah, it's it's absolutely it's 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 a cool battle. It's a dramatic battle and in the end it's a fruitless battle. My number 5 is Ahsoka Tano versus Darth Vader from Rebels. 
this one has got all the drama in it. Or this one has a lot of drama in it. Um, ah- Ahsoka pretty much goes in there to to hold off Darth Vader so Ezra can escape. Kanan, I don't think Kanan is with them. But Ezra definitely has to escape. And I think this, this, this just shows really what a good combatant she is. And something that's interesting, and it's going to come up, I think, in some other lightsaber battles that we're going to talk about, is the fact that... You know, this is Master versus Padawan. You know, Vader, Anakin trained her. He knows, for the most part, how she fights and vice versa. You know, Ahsoka had had seen him fight in the Clone Wars. She trained under him. So I think that's pretty interesting right there where they almost can kind of know what the other will do. But again, time has gone on and there has been some changes. Ahsoka really takes the battle to to Vader so much so that she's able to actually strike his helmet and open it up. And this is where you see the face of Anakin Skywalker in there and you hear his voice. It's that James Earl Jones voice is gone and you hear the voice of Anakin saying, why did you leave me? Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, that to me, that just tugs at the heartstrings. And the way this battle kind of ends, I think we see it from kind of Ezra's point of view where it's it's like the door closes and we don't know what's going to happen and and Ahsoka saying to Vader, you know, I'm not going to leave you this time and to me that's just that's just great storytelling across this battle. Wow. What yeah. are we going to choose for number 5 because <laughs> they're I both think, really I good. Think, I think Ahsoka versus Darth Vader. And I think Ahsoka versus Darth Maul definitely deserves to be on a top eight list. It's just a cool battle overall. So we'll make it an honorable mention. Yeah. (laughs) Number four. My number four is Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul, the final fight on Tatooine. And so this is is the one from Rebels. The one from Rebels. Okay, go ahead. And I think what makes this, everything about this fight, I think is perfect. Because, yes, like you could be like, oh, the fight's only like three seconds long. Mm-hmm. But I think it shows just how far these two have come. Because it's it was always, it was always Maul getting, not always getting the better of Obi-Wan, but Maul would always come out a winner in his own right. But now, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan is truly the master. So that when Darth Maul tries to fight him, he doesn't even stand a chance. Yeah, and I think... Yeah, it doesn't matter that this fight is over in less than a minute. And and I think the the actual ending where Maul... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. I mean, go ahead. I'm, this is yours, so go ahead and take it. The, the actual ending of the fight. Because uh, the fight starts off when Darth Maul sees Obi-Wan on Tatooine. He's like, what are you doing here? Like, is this where you chose to hide? But then Darth Maul realizes that, no, he's there for a different purpose. He's there to protect somebody, and that somebody is Luke. And... Um, at the end, um, after Obi-Wan defeats Maul and he's dying in his arms, Maul says, like, oh, is Luke is Luke going to bring balance to the Force? Is he going to make everything right? And Obi-Wan says yes, and then Maul is just like, good, like, he will avenge us both. Because then Darth Maul kind of realizes this game that he and Obi-Wan were trapped in. They never really had any will of their own. They were just pawns of the Emperor to kind of make his whole master plan pan out. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's great because this came out before the final season of Clone Wars. Yeah. And in that final season, in that final arc, 
is really when Darth Maul really realizes that he's he's really like a pawn in this whole game, yeah. and it's really it's it's perfect closure. And my number four, I think, is a good choice, but quite honestly, I don't know if it tells the same story as your number four. But my number four is the Duel of the Fates, Obi Wan and Qui Gon Jinn versus Darth Maul, of course, from the Phantom Menace. I mean, everything from the music to the setting to to the, the 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 combat the storytelling in it the fact that you know the real you know the, the the reason why it's called the duel of the fates it's because it is for the fate of anakin skywalker and it's pretty interesting you know you mentioned that you know if qui-gon comes out on top uh anakin will be okay and of course even though people would say well the jedi came out on top so anakin should be okay i hate to say it as much as i love obi-wan the wrong Jedi came out on top in terms of who could have trained Anakin. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I also think, too, the fact that they called the duel of the fate, like, this, to me, this this was fated, you know. it's It had to happen like this. Yes, the quote-unquote good guys won, but it had to happen like this for Anakin to become Vader, for Luke to be born, and for, you know, this the Skywalkers to try to bring balance to the Force. Um, I remember when the trailer for Phantom Menace came out, and while in the trailer it was absolutely amazing to see uh, a dual lightsaber, a double-sided lightsaber, they really ruined it there. They should have saved that for the movie, but um, just, I, I think, for me, this was some of the first really good lightsaber combat that I had ever seen, yeah. because... Yes, that that battle in um, you know the uh, episode, four. episode four, A New Hope. Yes, I was six years old. <clears throat> I had never seen a lightsaber in my life, and as a six year old, I was like, "Wow, this is so cool!" But looking at it now, you know the, that cool factor isn't there anymore. This was some of the best lightsaber fighting I had seen at that time. So I think it's hard. I, I honestly, though, I think the storytelling in in Obi Wan versus Darth Maul in Rebels. Uh, but but Duel of the Fates definitely has to be. It, is Duel of the Fates in your top eight at all? Let me ask no. you that. Okay, so again, we're going to stick that as an honorable mention. Maybe the music makes it on the top eight list. Absolutely. <laughs> what is your number three? My number three is Pre Vizsla versus Darth Maul. And this is one I did want to stick on my list. So go ahead and talk about that one. I think, kind of like with Pong Krell versus the Clones, this is the one of the few times you see a Force-sensitive fight in Organic Warrior. Yes. And I think it's interesting because we've all heard about the Mandalorian Jedi Wars. Yes. And you see and you kind of and you kind of think like, well, you know, the Mandalorians to get the blaster rifle, the dual blaster pistols, like, what can they really do mm-hmm. against a Jedi? And then you see Pre Vizsla fight and you see he only engages Darth Maul head-on only a few times. Yes. And in fact, that's what causes him to lose. He could have shot him very easily and won, but he had to be not a gent, he had to be a warrior and kill him up front. But you see Pre Vizsla using the jetpack, using his height, using the high ground over Darth Maul. He uses he uses his like blasters against him to overwhelm him. He mm-hmm. uses darts because he knows that lightsabers can't reflect darts. He uses the flamethrower, something else mm-hmm. that can't be deflected. He uses his like little zip tie thing to kind of pull Maul around. To disorient him, and I think really what put this at number three is purely the cool factor, because there really is no emotion. It's really just 
Previsla, who we've seen is nothing but a bad guy trying to keep face up against Darth Maul, a more developed bad guy. Yeah, and, and it's clearly, and I think you know we see this time and again in this in the Clone Wars series is. I think what makes, you know, while some people will say, well, Darth Maul was never really a Sith, he was really just a dark Jedi, or he was like a pawn, he, I mean, he clearly was a pawn of Darth Sidious, I think it shows what a master manipulator he was, because some of the fights that he initiated and got into, he, he did play off emotion, he did find those other weaknesses, you're absolutely right, if it, he could have fought strictly as a, as a Mandalorian, flown around in his jetpack, but knowing that there's honor at stake, that's that was that was the fatal flaw there. And it's this is definitely, in my opinion, a much better fight than Obi Wan versus Jango Fett. Oh yeah, where he just Way falls better. off. Uh, <laughs> he falls off a building for ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> my number three is Yoda versus Darth Sidious from uh, Revenge of the Sith. Now is this one on your this list? This is on my list. Okay, we won't say where. So we definitely agreed on that. I mean. First of all, I put this one on instead of Yoda versus Count Dooku because, yes, that's the first time I saw, I think any of us saw Yoda fight with a lightsaber. And while, yes, that was a cool fight, this was like the showdown that you were waiting for. Once I saw, wow, Yoda could actually fight with a lightsaber, he's very, very powerful, I'm like, I have to see him fight Darth Sidious. This is this is one of the biggest showdowns. Um, the The fact that they're very evenly matched in the Force. Uh, you know, Sidious throws Force lightning at him. Yoda's actually able to catch it, direct it back at him. And then when the fight spills out into the... Um, the Senate chambers. The Senate chambers there. Oh, my God. With Sidious throwing the platforms down at Yoda. Yoda catching them, spinning them, and throwing them back. I, I mean, the drama, the tension. Again, the music in this. Uh, when we see, I guess it's like the Chancellor's sort of platform rising up. Yeah. And we see the two of them, like, you know. The Chancellor is with Palpatine's in the middle and he's fighting from there. And then Yoda's flipping back and forth on the multiple little platforms on it. Yeah, and it's it's a nice wide shot. And, and you, you it's just, and again, the score and just the grand scope of it, it it's absolutely amazing. And again, question I've always had about this fight is, do you think Yoda gave up too soon? Or, like like, again... Did he know this is the way it had to go down? Like, he had to disappear? Like, what, what's kind of your take on it? I think, um... I think, um... I think Yoda did kind of know that it was hopeless. Even though he may have won, it should have, like... Like what Uncle Iroh says, like, if I kill my brother, it's just a brother killing a brother. But then, um... So he kind of knows now's not the time. Mm -hmm. And I think the setting kind of tells this well. Because the Senate building could be full and there could be commotion, people falling off the platforms as they fight, but it's empty. And probably, yes, it's easier to animate since most of it was CGI, but part of it is is that they're not fighting for the Senate because the Senate is no longer there. It is a useless fight for Yoda trying to, trying to win. And, and in a way, too, even if he had won and killed, and killed uh, you know, the Chancellor or the Emperor, uh, most... Really, nobody would have known that he was, you know, in fact, a Sith Lord. It would have looked like a an Jedi assassination. Yeah, an assassination, a Jedi coup, and 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 the, you know, what what the Chancellor had been saying all along actually, you know, came came to light. Um, so, 
yeah, I mean, I know it's on your list, and it's really interesting to see where you place it. So what is your number two pick for lightsaber duels? The Emperor versus Yoda is actually my number two pick. Okay, and and again, I could, I could see that as, as a number two. So clearly this is going to make it on our top eight. We're not exactly sure where. And honestly, we're not keeping track at this point anymore. Yeah. Hopefully you're keeping track at home. So my number two, hey... Let's get some original fights in here. So it's Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader, but from Empire Strikes Back. I always love this fight better than uh, their showdown in Return of the Jedi. What's your opinion on that? Which one do you like better? I like uh, Empire Strikes Back a lot, a lot better, because I think um, I think the hang up though is that there is less emotion than in. Return of the Jedi. I think it's purely the fight choreography and the cool factor is what puts this ahead. Because I think Luke already knowing that Vader is his father, but knowing that he's the final final obstacle he needs to pass through mm-hmm. to bring balance to the Force is a lot better emotional stakes going in rather than just he killed Obi-Wan, he's here now, he's hurting my friends. But the, the thing I would add to it, I think one of the reasons why I give... I mean, I definitely think the choreography is better. The fact that it takes place over a wide scale. Uh, the reveal of, you know, mm-hmm. I am your father. I think the fact for me going in is is when he's leaving Dagobah and Yoda and Obi-Wan are pleading with him. Like, you're very vulnerable right now. Like, this is, this is where Vader and the Emperor want you. And knowing that that's their plan... Mm-hmm. I always kind of had that worry, especially as a kid watching this, like, oh no, you know, what if what if they do catch him? What if they do freeze him in carbonite and turn him into a dark Jedi or, you know, into a Sith Lord? And even when that big reveal is, you know, Vader revealing himself as his father, I at that time thought it was a trick. I'm like, no, he's playing with his emotions. He knows he's vulnerable. Um, I mean, they're both really good fights. Yes, there probably is a little bit more drama in Return of the Jedi. I I, I just... And I, I think also what I like, too, is the fact that intercut with this fight is we see um, Princess Leia, uh, Lando Calrissian, and Chewbacca chasing after Boba Fett to try to get Han Solo back. Mm. I, and I mean, that's not really part of the duel, but it's it was just kind of cool. It was a cool action scene. Uh... We're down to our number one. Yes. What is your number one choice? My number one is Anakin versus Obi-Wan from episode three. And that is my number one. So go for it. Let's talk. (laughs) I think, I just think that this fight has the most emotion out of all of it. Absolutely. Every original original trilogy, prequel trilogy, Clone Wars, you you know, they're they're present. Their relationship is in the foreground. You know Mm -hmm. that... In the original trilogy, you just you 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 know their best friends. You know that that he trained him in the prequels, and you see throughout Clone Wars it just reinforces that friendship. So you know going into this that Obi Wan, because Anakin, Anakin, you know that Anakin has no problems killing Obi Wan here, or at least that's the air that he's putting on going into the fight. Yes, but you know because Obi Wan told Yoda and the audience that he won't be able to do it, and because you know that, and because you already know. But the original trilogy, you know that Obi-Wan does not kill him. So you don't... So even though you know where everybody ends up after this fight, you don't know how this fight is going to end. And I think just throughout it, just not knowing... Just not knowing where... Like, how everybody gets into their spot. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
and of course the cool factor of them fighting in the station that's going off the force push when they when they both are like galaxy brain reading each other and their lightsabers don't strike and they're swinging across hitting each other with the lightsabers and of course Anakin it's over I have the high ground you underestimate my power that gives it like loads of bonus points <laughs> absolutely and I think if if you take this saga in in the order of one through nine you know if 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 you were to take somebody who has never seen a star wars film in their life i still think that they would find this to probably be one of the greatest battles ever because of it leading up to you know you yes you know take out the clone wars uh card uh animated series if you're just strictly looking at the movies you see the signs of of anakin turning but there's still that, you know, he, there, there is some good in him. He's going to have children with Padme. Padme still believes there's some good with him. I think even Obi-Wan still believes that there is some good. Even when he confronts him on Mustafar, I still think he believes that there is that there's a shred of goodness left in Anakin. So if you look at it, the, the series from one through nine, I mean, this is really an incredible because you, you have no idea what the outcome is going to be. Um... I think what makes this battle so good again I think we talked when I talked about Ahsoka versus Vader this one is really master versus apprentice I mean out of all the lightsaber battles that we talked about and all the lightsaber battles that are out there these two combatants knew each other inside and out their styles you know for for a, a duel the way you know Obi-Wan with style three, Anakin with style five. It's it's I, I, I just think it's an epic battle. Um I honestly can't even think of anything that, that could even really top it. And I think that's why it's our number one. So I know we kind of said, you know, because we had some different difference different opinions and things like that, and we kind of threw some stuff into honorable mention. Like, do you have any of like honorable mentions? Some some that didn't you had a hard time. Maybe you wanted to put it on your top eight. Were there some that you know, some honorable mentions, basically? Um, Duel of the Fates, definitely. I wanted to put on, but I just didn't find any room for it. Um, Ahsoka versus Death Watch. Yes, that is a great one. Um, I think. Um, yeah, that's the only other one I would add in, and. Again, from Last Jedi is Luke Skywalker versus Kylo Ren. While I would have loved to have seen a flesh and blood Luke fight Kylo Ren, the fact that he fought via force projection from half a galaxy away just revealed how powerful he was. I wanted to add that in there. Plus, to the fact when when Kylo Ren throws a fit and, and basically wants like all the ATSTs to just unload, and then yeah. when the smoke clears, Luke is there and just like, like wipes the dust, like like that. All you got, kid. I'm sorry, that's just so cool. Um, so before we kind of wrap this up, so Cassie, let me ask you: You are a powerful Force user. We're not going to say Jedi. We're not going to say Sith. Whatever. <laughs> so let me ask you. Uh, you know, what, and if you're not sure of the numbers, you could say, you know, whose sort of style, like, what would your style be, the type of saber, you know, single, double blade, dual wield, and what color would your lightsaber blade be? Ooh, okay. Um, 
See, th- 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 there's, 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 there's a part of me that wants to just go after my favorite Jedi, Obi-Wan, and be like, blue, style three, right? Style three, Style yes. three, single blade. But I think if I were really to, like, fight, I would, I would have, like, um, I would have something like Count Dooku's, like, the curved blade. Pro- I'd probably mm-hmm. end up fighting a lot like Count Dooku. Because there's just something very romantic about the way he fights. Like, he's a gentleman in every way that he fights. So are you saying... Even though he's a Sith Lord, he is a gentleman in the way that he presents himself. No, very true. Would you... But are you saying that that your lightsaber blade would be red? No, I think... um, (laughs) I'd I'd always want it to be... I always wanted to have an orange lightsaber. That's pretty cool. Um, I had kind of thought about this, and, and... my idea for the lightsaber that I would try to craft is actually based off of what you finally develop in Fallen Order. Um, Cal, uh, Cal Kestis's lightsaber, it's actually a dual lightsaber. Um, you could do single blade, you could do dual blade, and then uh, I don't want to give spoilers away because I know Cassie hasn't played it that far yet, but there's actually an option, not an option, but the final sort of crafting of it is, is one of the ends will actually come off and you could actually dual wield briefly, but you can do it. I just think, you know, I know Count Dooku would not like that because he did not like dual wielders. He did not like double-sided light, you know, lightsabers. He, he found it crude. You know, like you said, a gentleman fights the way he fights. Um... I just think it's very, very practical. Um, when you play the game, you could see that if you're being swarmed by enemies, a double-sided lightsaber will save your life. However, in dueling, a single blade is actually better. But if you can suddenly whip out and dual wield at a moment's notice, it is very, very helpful. In terms of color, I always actually kind of like the yellow lightsaber. Mm, okay. um, yeah, I know that that was kind of the color that the the guards at the Jedi Temple yeah. used to have. I, I just think it's a really, really nice color. Before we wrap it up, any final thoughts on lightsaber combat or, or no, anything I'm, like that? I'm good. I think we're good here. So uh, what I'm going to say is, you know, guys, thanks for listening. Head on over to Instagram. Uh, Stuff You Don't Need to Know is there. I post pictures about the content that I talk about. I want to thank Cassie for joining me once again. Um, You know, like I said, this is a very subjective list. I'm sure we left off some battles that you guys find really cool. So hit me up on Instagram. Let me know what you think. This is Jay, and I'll talk to you guys later. You remember.